Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real-world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space. Hello and welcome to MHI Cast. Supply chains are consistently evolving, and that's something that everyone in the world noticed, especially in 2020. Uh, however, as much as the COVID-19 pandemic disrupted global logistics, it's also prompted creative solutions, and in some cases, growth. Uh, one area that's seen massive growth is in e-commerce, and there's no surprise there. Uh, as many people were working from home and staying in recommended isolation, they actually turned to online purchases to help limit their contact. So it was really up to the companies to find a way to keep up with that demand. The solution? Some technologies that you've likely already heard about designed to improve speed and efficiency in the warehouse. This is why we're speaking today with Joe Ruck, Vice President of Marketing at Ambi Robotics, as well as Chad Zolman, Chief Sales Officer for TGW North America, about the accelerated adoption of robotics, AI, and automation in the supply chain. First and foremost, gentlemen, thanks for being with us today. Let's jump right into it, and we'll start with you, Joe. Uh, Joe, what, what have you noticed about this accelerated adoption rate? Is it specific company types or departments that are quickly growing? It is important to note that a global shift to online shopping was already taking place even before the pandemic. So, so with consumer e-commerce spend growing from over 2.9 trillion in 2018 to almost 3.5 trillion in 2019, implementing automated solutions was already top of mind for these growing companies. And labor insecurity has remained a huge challenge for these companies, even prior to the pandemic. So, so deploying AI-powered robotic solutions, specifically ones that are augmenting the mundane, repetitive sorting tasks, these have become increasingly recognized. And while these solutions were already top of mind for big global brands, what COVID-19 did is it accelerated the deployment initiatives by, by about 15 to 20 years. And, and to answer the second part of that question regarding kind of the company types adopting these technologies, so these are companies that are forward thinking and they're not caught up in the day-to-day -day tactical, but they're implementing strategies for anticipated e-commerce growth. And, and these companies are also adopting automated technologies um, that have processes put in place that require large amounts of human capital. So, so labor that is scarce and jobs that are hard to fill because they're less desirable. And if they're able to hire for these roles, these companies are experiencing high turnover rates. And, and so by now, global brands have learned that having the consistency and reliability of automation, it's offsetting potential disruptions in the supply chain. Thanks, Joe. Totally hadn't realized that there was that much growth in, in consumer e-commerce from 2018 to 2019. Chad, over to you. Same question. Uh, what have you noticed about the accelerated adoption rates? I mean, from my perspective, what we've seen is there's a customer or consumer influence, right? So you have all the shifts in the purchasing habits that have been taking place. And this is even pre-COVID, right? Um, that hasn't changed. The adoption into e-commerce has been huge and really positioned for acceleration in the adoption of automation. Uh, we see operational influences, again, talking all prior to or pre-COVID, um, the labor market was highly constrained, not just the cost of labor, but just the difficulties of physically staffing a facility became difficult. And what we saw in the future, which is an aging workforce, that could potentially impact the scarcity of labor 
And then I think the, the last piece really prior to COVID is the technical influence. Uh, I think the robotic systems have become advanced enough to automate most of the warehouse processes. I mean, there's a saying that anything that can be automated inside the warehouse, there's an automated solution for those options today. Uh, and I think those factors led executives to either add or expand to their automation content within the supply chain portfolios. Um, I think post-COVID, um, what we've seen is just an acceleration. I mean, every customer that we've talked to has said there's a two to five year acceleration of their strategic planning. So I think that will absolutely translate directly to the, the adoption of automation in our marketplace. Let's, let's actually dig deeper into the supply chain during the pandemic for a moment. Were there specific uh, innovations or, or maybe even product categories that helped? Sure. I think from our perspective, first, there's uh, goods to person solutions, right? Natural social distancing could take place or people could put up appropriate barriers uh, just to make sure that the safety protocols could be met and the workers felt safe on the jobs. And then I think just robotic solution, early adopters saw a huge advantage in labor intensive areas. So, you know, robotic piece picking uh, was obviously a huge benefit if you had it in place in the packing areas whether it's you know, automated erection and litting or just general uh, automated packing machines really help those customers who generally would have had heavy amounts of labor in, in close proximity to each other. So I think those innovations really took, uh, took a step forward as a prominent solution and perfect for the pandemic era. Thanks, Chad. How about you, Joe? Uh, what do you think helped during the pandemic? Was there a specific uh, product or sets of products? Definitely. So the first one that comes to mind and, and not specific to MB Robotics is human in the loop methodology, which is the, the innovative approach that has been utilized by, by quite a few AI and robotics companies by now and, and over a wide range of applications, but essentially allowing the human to remain in the driver's seat and, and train algorithms while operating in production from anywhere in the world. And when we look at the warehouse specifically, and this is where we come into play is robotic piece picking and sorting systems, as well as um, AMRs, which Ambi is not a part of, but, but we've allowed human workers to perform alongside fleets of robots while maintaining social distancing from other warehouse workers. And as you know, this, this came into play drastically during the pandemic. Um, and as far as an innovation, at Ambi Robotics, we, we are powered by proprietary simulation to reality AI. So we, with accelerated abilities to support our customers during these challenging times, by training our AI and simulation, we were able to speed up our training by 10,000 times faster than if we had to train in the physical world. And, and with even beyond that, our AI is so adaptable that it doesn't need to train on any specific hardware, which allows us to rapidly scale our configurable solutions to meet the needs of each unique customer. Yeah, 10,000 times. That is absolutely pretty fast. So easy to see then how the adoption was able to move so quickly. Okay, let's fast forward to uh, approximately now. Uh, the world is starting to reopen. And with it, we're, we're likely going to see even more growth. So in your opinion, uh, what innovations do you think are critical to operating in this new post-pandemic supply chain? The pandemic has accelerated the progression to direct-to-consumer by 10 to 20 years. So in the pre-pandemic time, there were certain customer behaviors that were difficult to change, like shopping for groceries. And, and what the pandemic did is it forced people to realize the convenience of delivery for restaurant quality food, fresh groceries, and even general merchandise. So now customers have an even greater expectation that goods will be delivered quickly, efficiently, and accurately to their door 
and in most cases, forever free of charge. So if anything, the bar for e-commerce has been raised. And, and during this, this time, our supply chain gained the praise it deserved, but the bar is even higher moving forward. So it's important to note that the companies that set this bar, if you look behind the curtain, they have automated solutions pushing their volume through the fulfillment and distribution centers. So those are the winners, are the ones that have these automated solutions already in place, or they're quickly innovating and bringing them into the, system, into the full cycle. Well, I can tell you for myself, you know, I'm one of those people who, who love the convenience of delivery. It's so, so appreciated. And I'm sure there's billions of people who would agree. Uh, it's tough to imagine going back to exactly the same way things were. Chad, over to you. Um, do you think the pandemic, or I should say, how do you think the pandemic has changed customer expectations? First and foremost, the just the convenience of online shopping was magnified. Right, everybody moved to e-commerce from a safety perspective, specifically in the grocery segment. I mean, we really saw a huge increase there and, and a heavy amount of influence uh, moving forward in decisions around automation. I think the overall expectations of the end users uh, for omni-channel options were accelerated, whether it's curbside pickup or buy online pickup in store, all the returns options that come with that. I, I just think the expectations of the consumer shifted rapidly into a format where they wanted everything available to them as flexible as possible to make it convenient and safe. And then I think we haven't gotten our arms around the impact of the home office. Um, so how will that shape our supply chains moving forward in terms of just some, something as simple as office supplies, but also consumer behavior? Being at home all day, does that increase online shopping behavior? What happens during quote unquote breaks, et cetera? And how will that impact consumer behavior? I think that's something that's unknown and we'll find out now that we're returning to quote unquote normal. Uh, and then I think the last element that we've seen, and this is through end consumers as well as the companies we're selling to, is just a keen awareness on the resource scarcity. Um, you know, you see it in the news regularly, but it's both from a commodities perspective and a labor perspective, and then how that impacts supply chains, uh, pricing, service levels, et cetera. I just, I feel like there's an overall awareness from everyone on the impacts of supply chains uh, for, for our daily products. That's interesting. That, that's actually something I hadn't considered before, the, the work from home aspect. Let's dive into that just for a little bit and talk about that a little bit more. Can you go a little deeper into the effect it may have had? I think it relates in general to the overall shift in omni-channel uh, needs and requirements, right? So you're talking about smaller order size, uh, you're talking about that shift from the traditional omni-channel center of, of a retail wholesale uh, facility now to accommodating a heavy e-com impact and growing every day, right? So as you look at that, that's going to drive the behavior, I believe, of the, the leadership to say, we have to provide more workers for those smaller orders. It's generally driving more labor inside of our warehouse. We have to find solutions for that um, because we have A, physical constraints inside of our network, right? Or B, even if we open greenfield sites, generally those key distribution nodes are taxed for labor and scarce as well, or you'll need to pay them uh, you know, large sum of money just to staff those facilities. So I think that type of behavior in general relates to the overall shift to omni-channel, right? And, and that drives what I believe is going to be an, an adoption of automation like we haven't seen in the last 10 years. Joe, as Chad just mentioned, we've obviously seen a lot of omni-channel growth recently. Do you think that'll continue? And, and, and if you do, how do you think it'll affect technology adoption rates? Yeah, so we are always going to need to meet the customer where they shop. And, and this includes serving omni-channel distribution. So 
It does seem more relevant for certain product categories than others, such as, um, say, retail apparel. Um, but I do believe the shift to direct-to-consumer will continue. Uh, however, there will always be a place for brick-and-mortar stores. Although, to be honest, I feel like it will likely be shrinking to low double digits in terms of slice of that pie. Um, and then the technology advancements will always have a home in the supply chain. So automation, specifically the implementation of AI-powered robotic systems, allows for companies to offset disruptions in the supply chain, anything that may come out in the future, while maintaining peace of mind with consistency, accuracy, and reliability on that day-to-day -day basis. So it's really anticipating any future disruptions while, while maintaining that peace of mind, like I, like I said, on that day-to-day -day basis. You know, in addition to omni-channel growth, one of the key topics we've been discussing is operational resiliency. How do you think automation, AI, and robotics help companies become more resilient? There is a component to resiliency associated with a decreased dependency on hiring for these difficult roles to fill. Um, however, it is important to note that providing more meaningful work to the human increases engagement and employee retention rate. So what we are also seeing in companies who have implemented automated solutions alongside its workforce is an increase in full-time employees and actually reducing or even eliminating the need for temp workers during peak demands. Also, the autonomous solutions being deployed are allowing the supply chain to continue operating across several undesirable shifts each day. So, so we're allowing humans to now work healthier hours and take appropriate breaks that they deserve, um, where during these peaks and surges, that's not the case. Chad, how about you? How do you think these technologies are helping companies become more resilient? For me, resiliency is about a company's ability to identify and then respond and recover from, from sudden change. So I think it all starts in the planning phase. Um, you know, First, when you pursue an automation solution, it increases the focus on the data and how that data can impact a company's overall business. So strategically, companies can plan solutions with greater flexibility. And then tactically, once in place, the operations team can identify changes faster and then can make objective decisions on exactly how they want to respond. So I think the automated solution actually enables immediate response and, and gives shorter recovery times because they remove some of the variables uh, traditionally burdened by the operation, like labor right? Staffing shortages, safety concerns, you know, just the ability to add hours or add shifts at, at a moment's notice, and then equipment congestion inside of a warehouse. I think automation can help enable the operators to move quickly and make decisions based on that data. So really, I think in automation, the focus on the data at the front end, and then that flexibility and the ability of the automation to, to enact those decisions quickly by operators uh, really helps with the resiliency plan. Do you have any advice for our listeners, uh, perhaps on how they can plan their next automation project or their next AI project or robotics project? Absolutely. You know, first and foremost, plan ahead. I mean, our market is in high demand and, and customers need realistic expectations uh, for both internal and external timelines. I mean, there's there has to be appropriate time for business case approvals internally for our customers, and then the appropriate amount of time allocated for design, manufacturing, implementation, ramp up, et cetera, uh, associated with the solution that's selected. Um, I think it's important to understand the vision, right? What does the future look like for the company? Um, what are potential future product lines, uh, the service levels, overall order profiles that they expect? And then I think, you know, educate yourself. 
there's there's plenty of proof sources out there. MHI MHI does a great job. You, you read through the information available there. So from our perspective, there's a, there's a lot of information out there to educate yourself uh, as you start to plan for an automation solution. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say talk to an expert. You know, come sit down with the team, discuss your challenges, discuss your aspirations, and I think you'll get a really good idea. Uh, from some of the experts on what's available and what can fit your business model. Yeah, that's solid advice. How about you, Joe? Any advice you'd like to add? Yeah. So first, um, identify pain points in your supply chain that are fraught with with the mundane, repetitive tasks. And then, and then secondly, be be open to modifying your existing workflow to integrate autonomous solutions. And then after that. Don't expect the robot solution to be fully on par with human performance. An 85% productivity solution is still a very good start. And, and it's also important to remember that these solutions will learn and improve over time. And that's where the AI comes into play, of course, with machine learning. And then lastly, it's important to, to look for a provider that wants to understand your problem and work with you to configure a solution that is right for your unique business. I tell you, gentlemen, as we draw to a close, let me let me thank you on behalf of the entire MHI community for sharing your insights, educating us, and creating so, so, so much value. Appreciate you both being with us today. And thank you for listening to this installment of MHI Cast featuring Joe Ruck and Chad Zolman. We hope you've gained some insights into the accelerated adoption rates of AI, automation, and robotics in the supply chain. Be sure to download the 2021 annual industry report. You can do so at mhi.org slash publications slash report. I'll repeat that URL, mhi.org slash publications slash report. And you can download that report today for absolutely zero cost. And with it, you can discover innovation-driven resilience and start planning your organization's next move today. You know, here at MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help you take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to that next level of success. So thank you for making us a part of your professional development journey.